notes. Yeah, these are definitely the shorthand. All right, so we're uh, we're back. We are looking good on the audio. Awesome. Thank you, Douglas. It's Douglas. <laughs> uh, we're going to go over six. You got six. Yeah, I'll hop in on six. So we, we are back, baby. Here we go. So Sermon on the Mount, part deuce. Part deuce. All right, so a uh, quick recap. Uh, Sermon on the Mount, part one, was uh, the Beatitudes. Um, Jesus came to fulfill the law, um, not to abolish the law. And then he gave us six examples of, um, how's the way of saying this? Like six examples, areas that the law was inscribed like in the Ten Commandments, but God was coming to like dive deeper into those issues to like the real heart of the problem on those six. And then um, then we get to chapter six where the Sermon on the Mount continues. Um, So um, in this chapter, the big takeaway things are um, on like almsgiving, um, prayer and fasting. Um, that's about the first half of the chapter right there. Um, and then towards the back, he starts to get into some stuff about like your priorities, like where you invest your time, aka like, uh, you know, what's more important to you, um, you know, earthly things or eternal things. That's how I'd describe that, I guess. Yep. And then um, verse 22, 23 starts to talk about surrounding yourself by the good stuff, like people you surround yourself with can either be good or bad, depending on who those people are. Um And then uh, towards the end of the chapter, he starts basically talking about, uh, how do I describe this? Don't worry. God's got you, you know? Um, As in, you know, like, I think we were just discussing this off mic. One of my favorite parts in there, and we'll get to it, is where he says, like, basically, like, you worrying about stuff isn't going to add anything to your life. So just trust God and go go with it, you know? And I think that's, like, that's that's the hard part about being a Christian. Yeah. And I, and I think it, it, that gets summed up in the last verse where it's like, there's enough worry. <laughs> there's enough worry in your life today. So don't worry about tomorrow. You right. Know? And that's why uh, I think people leave the faith is because they believe that they gave God like everything. And then God, you know, for whatever reason, somebody died in their family yeah. and they're like, well, I trusted in him. What, what happened? How could this, how could this be? And uh, you, you hear that a lot. Like, People had some huge, you know, uh, some, some giant life changing, yeah, negative life changing event events, and then super negative, and they're just like, "I was such a good Christian, I did everything right," and you know, he he let that happen. It's like, well, you know, we're we're still human beings. We're still yeah. going to like, have these things happen to us. It ha- it has to happen to us, and it has to, you know, it's supposed to help build your faith. So. There's a reason for everything. I mean, his ways are higher than our ways. And so we, a lot of times I don't think we'll even understand yeah. uh, what the what the true intent is until, you know, one day we're on the other side. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see everything from his perspective. Yeah. And it'll all make sense, you know. Yeah. That's that's the hope. That is the hope. That is what we're building for. Let's see here. So what, where do we hop in at? Hmm. So I think verse three is pretty interesting. Uh, it talks about almsgiving um, and how... so. Jesus isn't a big fan of people doing stuff for like praise. Yeah. That's part of it, I think, here. And the other part, I think, is um, like people tend to do things for praise, but they also try and do things to the point where they hide their faith, too. So I think this this verse, if you really read into it, I've read a lot of commentary on this verse specifically, was like, don't do it for attention, but also don't hide the fact that you're a Christian. It says like... Um, 
you know what I mean. I can't I can't dig too far to that with the time restraints, but yeah, no, it's and, verse. and we can, and I, I think you know if we just pause real quick, and you know, time restraints are are great, and we want to make this. Uh, you know, manageable sure. for people to hear. But like, also if we have something that where you want to put out, let's just yeah. do it. I mean, you could stop it when you want to, but we're, we're here we're to go with, you it. know, push what, push what comes to yeah. us. And hopefully it is from God. So I think, I think the way I summarize in my notes is kind of, kind of silly, but it works in my brain is your, your worship. You shouldn't be like a magician hiding it, but you're also not like putting up on a billboard. So people see you, they yeah. should see Jesus through you. Right. And I, I think when you do something and you do it in the name of, you know, not in the name of God, I don't want to be like that. Like I'm not going and giving out, um, you know, giving money to the homeless man and going, this is because of God. But also, you know, when you're when you do profess your Christianity publicly and people are constantly looking at you. Yeah. So they want to see Absolutely. what you're doing. So in, in that aspect, you can do it without saying, well, this is because I'm a Christian. I did this. You could just you could just do it. And the people that are always uh, like putting you under a microscope will see that happen. They'll be like, OK, maybe it's not a you know, it's not a bad thing. Also, like understand that it's God's money. Like when when I first became a Christian, I had a hard time giving out money to people because I watched you know, a homeless man take that money and go right into a, a liquor store. But like once it's, you know, once it's from your hand to theirs, it's like it's their choice. Then. It's their yeah. choice. And it's between them and God. You just did what you're supposed to do. And once you start looking at money as like, you know, a way to provide for everyone, then, you know, not just yourself. I think it makes it a lot easier. Absolutely. I agree with that. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean. The acts of charity thing, it, you can do it. You can do it um, without publicly being like a total tool. Yeah, like, I'm doing this for God. <laughs> perfectly, perfectly yeah, put. Just, just, yeah, just be a normal person, and uh, you know, if it strikes you that, I, I mean, I've heard guys say, you know, they'll see something like on the side of the road, they'll see a guy like struggling to fix his tire, and then there's like this like thing in the back of their brain going, "You should have stopped." Yeah, you know, I've and, been there. Yeah, so like that is that might be God telling you like you should have done. I I passed plenty of people and it never like it never. Ooh, I need to stop. But I've like I've had that that happen. Like somebody has been in a ditch somewhere, and you're just like, well, they you know the car behind me. And we're going back to like people being you know putting you on a microscope. The car behind me might have followed me uh, from my church parking lot down this road. I had no idea that they were following me. They're just following me because that's the same direction they're going. And we both see this person pulled over on the side of the road. Now, I'm not going to do it because this guy's behind me. And he's judging me. And that's what I'm thinking. I'm just going to do it because, you know, something told me I need to stop for this person. But that goes back to the whole thing of, you know, don't hide it. As in like that dude just saw me leave a church and now I'm helping this person on the side of the road. Um, and I didn't have to say anything. I just, just be a normal person. Just be a good, just be a good person. Just be a good person. Uh, Sum it up, man. I'm like all the way. I'm love God and others. Yeah. That's that's how we sum it all up. I'm down a a rabbit hole, but like I I had a real, real tough time with like giving the charity in that aspect. And you know, when somebody told me like, it's God's money, just figure it out and just be a good person. You don't always have to give out money. 
it, it could be your prayer, you know, like you're at the stoplight and you don't have any cash on you and you see this homeless dude holding a sign, you know, pray for that man. Prayer is powerful, you know, and guide him, like ask for him to get help. Yeah, absolutely. So the, you, you have many tools in your toolbox to okay. help. And, and speaking of prayer, perfect segue into the next portion of this chapter. Mm-hmm. There it is. So uh, we're looking at what, 5 to 15 here is the, the model prayer, the Lord's Prayer is what it's usually referred to as. Yeah. Um, great example. Again, Jesus is always giving us examples. Just his baptism in the previous chapters from John the Baptist. Now he's giving us an example of prayer. Um, a lot of good examples throughout this prayer of, of how we should how we should pray. Um, I mean, some of the big key takeaways I have from it is, um, it's as simple as it says our father in heaven like Jesus is our father he doesn't say my father even though it is his father mm-hmm. he says our father like that's a amazing example that yeah. he becomes our father um, it talks about how holy he is I think a lot of times people forget they're talking to like the holiest of holy and they they, they don't take things as seriously as they should um, talking about asking God for your help you with provisions for food and stuff like that um Forgiveness for sins, um, praying for other people. Like it's just, it has all these great examples of how we should ask, what we should ask for, who we should pray for, and when we should pray for them throughout this. And it's just a really good example. And I, I think it could be summed up right in just, he knows what you need. He just wants to hear you ask for. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, when we pray, we're not asking God to change his mind. No. I don't think, I think we're just asking for understanding sometimes. Yeah. You know? And that's what it is. I will be done. Yeah. Right. So whatever he wants to have happen you're okay with you're giving him the green light whether it mattered or not you're giving him the green light to do Absolutely. what his what his bidding is right but also you know I, I just think it's so simple just it says right here like in verse seven when you pray don't babble on and on as people do of other religions you don't have to do that and then be yeah. honest be earnest with you and him just be truthful just be yeah just i mean transparency you don't just, have to close your eyes you could be driving down the road and just talking to him yeah. like and then it's another thing another thing at the end you it's i mean in my bible it doesn't say amen so amen is like i is it Hebrew for like in closing, basically? Like, hey man, it's, um, it's it can mean a couple of different things, but most people use it as a I agree in our modern society. When they say Amen in church, they're yeah, saying yeah. I agree, um, but it's been used as a closing for uh, for prayers right. and forever. And, and sometimes I don't even say Amen because I'm not I'm not done. Yeah, but my thought right now is done, and it's never. It should always be an open ended conversation between you and God, and you know, uh, just dealing with different things in life. You you have the opportunity to speak to somebody who knows you, who knows like every, your, your inners and your yeah. outers, like everything that you're thinking about, he already knows. He knows what you want and need. He just wants you to profess that he can do it. All right. And it's like almost like a check block for him. Like I'm going to do this for you, but I need you to, and then be thankful. Yes. Yeah. Right. Stop complaining in your prayer. That's, that's so true. People don't, people don't, we discussed this recently, not you and I, but uh, a church group about the lack of thankfulness people come to in prayer. They always come, I would say everyone, obviously that's the wrong statement, but so many times we as Christians go to God in prayer, like earnest prayer only when we need something, but never to thank him for like answered prayers or anything. It's it's yeah, kind of a wrong attitude. Say, say thank you every once in a while. Yeah. Like, you know, today was like, a, it was just an awesome morning. My wife and I uh, were, was able to study our Bible together. 
which we don't get to do because we both work crazy shifts. And, you know, when we prayed at the end, I just, I was so like taken back at like the scene I was looking at. It was my wife and I were both sitting there reading our Bible, speaking about the word. I look over, both my dogs are sleeping. We got Hillsong worship on TV, just like the little background music. And it was just so like, like, thank you. Thank you for giving this to me. Like, I don't, I don't have much, but what I have right here in this room is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it was just like, thank him for the things that he is doing for you and then pray for other people. Stop praying for yourself. Pray for other people because he he gets it, dude. Yeah. He, he knows what you want. He knows what you need, Just, but other people are not doing it, so do it for him. That's good stuff. Which is huge. Yeah. Um, and then we go into we're going to fasting. Uh, this I think these next two verses I, I read them basically as a uh, the same thing as praying out loud. Like we talk about the Sadducees and Pharisees and stuff. People just doing stuff for and the same thing with John for the show. Baptist when they came there for show, right? You know, same Jesus, God. They hate hypocrites, and that's and, and, that's what it is. And people do it today. They just do it like in a way like, and we're we're both you know guilty of it, like. Hey, I'm doing keto. What are you doing? Like, this is what I'm putting off. You know, like you want to brag at the, at the things that are making your life, what you're doing to make your life harder. Mm -hmm. And that's just who we are as human beings. Um, but I, I think, yeah, we do that. Like we do it now. Oh yeah. Look what I'm doing. Look, look, look at me. Make it hard. Yeah. And then you, and then I do it. I'm doing it in the name of God. So now you're like putting yourself on this weird pedestal where yeah. you don't need to be. You don't. Yeah. Um, just do it and be quiet about it. Like that's basically <laughs> what he's saying. Um, and then because we are kind of I know we just said we're not going to push time, but we're trying not to too push too much time. Sure. Is teaching money and possessions. And if you yes. if you look at chapter six, what I what I caught out of this whole thing is like it's one of the biggest things. And there's so much stuff in the Bible that worked then. And it's working now. And now it's just, it's even worse. Is like, these are so worried about the things they have. They're not worried about anything else. If you would spend the time, like we talked about it before, if you would spend the time that you spend trying to hoard possessions and get new things and impress people, <laughs> if you would spend that, if you would spend half the time you do trying to impress people that don't matter yeah, and put it into impressing God, you would have a way better life. And and I'm I'm very guilty of it. Oh, yeah. There's a reason I have in two nice vehicles. Who am I trying to... I, I like them both. They're, they're reliable for my family. They do the job. They pull the camper. They do the things. But I could do it with like a, a 90s pickup truck. I don't need that nice truck. Yeah. And I don't need this nice house. Like we have more rooms than people. <laughs> and I don't need... but. He is, you know, I say all that to say like, but he's blessed me with so much, yeah. you know? So also I'm thankful that I have this. Exactly. And that's where you get like this weird. This pull. Yeah. It's like a push pull between like, he doesn't want you to have possessions, but he also wants you to be blessed. Yeah. I think he wants, uh, I think a, a good way of, of saying it is he wants you to, your priority for your blessings to be stored in heaven. As in like reaching other souls to be in heaven with you, not right. as in. I'm going to work 80 hours a week so I can have money so I can store that in the bank. And I think that goes back to my point, which yeah. is, you know, spend, spend, spend all your time doing it. But like if you would spend half the time, you know, you spend trying to impress another person, 
trying to impress God. I think I think we can summarize your, your blessings would be summarize it all with the in closing here. This yeah. uh, verse uh, thirty three of this chapter. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So the things that we need: food, water, shelter. Yeah, those are, you'll have those. Just yeah. seek ye first what God what God deems is important. Yeah, and and what God deems important. If you're a man out there, what God deems important, those should be your three things that you're looking to do to provide for your family. Yep. Worry about that. And then everything else is just a blessing off of what you have. Like even people that don't, even people that don't believe in God, they are, they buy stuff and they hoard stuff and they get stuff and they have all these things. But who are you thankful for? Are you thankful? Are you thankful because you, you worked really hard? You have to be there has to be something bigger. And, and that's, that's something we're going to, I mean, we're climbing into it with seven, eight, nine, ten, of like me just like today, this morning was, has been like a big, not a turning point in my study, but like, it has been like, I'm just so thankful in what, what I have and like how, when you, it, it just baffles me that when I was so naive and like, I didn't have somebody to thank. Yeah. Like I, I thank myself, which is then again putting me back on this pedestal of like I'm above I'm above God, you know I'm I'm better because I did this for myself. No, God allows me to do these things to get these nice things to have these nice things. And I'm not saying because you come a Christian, you you get nice things like that's that's not how that that's is. That's not how it works. Yeah. That's not how that works <laughs> at all. What I, what I'm saying is there there's an equation, and some of us have found the equation. And some of us are still working on the equation. I'm still working on the equation. Always, always working. I still on want it. that big property with the big deer on it. <laughs> you know, I'm still working on that equation, and God is part of that equation. So, again, huge takeaway for me is stop trying to impress people that don't matter, and then take fifty percent of that. Just try it every once in a while. Take fifty percent of that, and then put that into God and see what happens. So, I think that's it. Man, that's good. We're, we're fired up today. Yeah, I don't know about this. It's gonna be a good day. It's not. It's not very. <laughs> it's not very chill. It's because like today I, I read it, took notes, did the cool. Bible study with my wife. So now it's like stuff is fresh. I mean, things the, that we were talking about has the, already the, happened. The Sermon on the Mount. I mean, I know we're over time, but whatever. Keep listening. Mm-hmm. The Sermon on the Mount, though, is not that easy. That soft preaching style of like prosperity preaching stuff. Uh, I forget who wrote it, but someone said the history of Christianity is a history of Christians trying to avoid the Sermon on the Mount and to avoid its plain teachings. Like yep. that is the truth. The Sermon on the Mount is hard. It's not easy. Yeah. And it, it's definitely, you know, it's Jesus putting it out there like this is what you should be teaching. So every time you go to the church, there should be some kind of structured um, teaching about one of these things. And it, it, there's nothing you can you He covers everything that we're going through now. Yeah. This is the only book that will stand the test of time. Absolutely. And you could you could call it what it is, me connecting dots from back then to now, but like it really like it's, I, I, I here's my question to you. Find me one of these subjects in the Sermon on the Mount that doesn't apply hold, today. <laughs> doesn't apply today. Yeah. Tell me. And then, you know, I, I will recant my statement and we'll shut down the podcast. That's what I'll do. If you could figure it out, I I don't see it not happening. Because good luck. I think that's the question for the day. Yeah, question for the day. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, I like that one. Well, I, I, think, like I think the one you just said. First, find me one thing that isn't applicable to today. Yeah, from this. And then, <laughs> and then even better yet, if you're if you're on the Instagram and uh, you go under the thing, just comment on, you know, 
you don't don't have to throw yourself under the bus, but like, what are you struggling with on the Sermon on the Mount? Like, like we are all struggling with each part of it, but what, what have you done to help yourself? Maybe that could help somebody else. That's awesome. Yeah. It It should be a two way street. People talk to us. Oh man, we're over 20 minutes. Uh, There's, there's a Karen just slamming on her steering wheel. I don't have time for this. How dare you? How dare you back to that 50%. Just give 50% to God. That's all we're doing right now. We're just reading the Bible (laughs) and telling you what we think about it. So deal with it. Good night. I'm fired up. Yeah, meet us tomorrow for a yeah tomorrow another is, chapter of Sermon on the Mount. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It it's not as bad though. I call it's this one as long. Golden Pearls. What I call tomorrow. We'll okay. see. Golden Pearls tomorrow. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye.